When they are consuming your minds and your thoughts and your dreams, from the angels to the demons and to the mysteries unseen, there is no need to worry. There is no need for dread. It's just time to discuss the thing at the foot of the bed. Good evening, and if you're just tuning in, you're listening to 105.3 out of New Orleans, Louisiana, and you are listening to The Thing at the Foot of the Bed. I'm one of the co-hosts of this show. I will introduce my amazing co-host in just a second. Um, if you want to participate in part of the conversation, and you want, because we love to have you join us, your comments, your questions, and we pick somebody from the live audience in the comments to do one of, we do the unpredictable, predictable reading sometime in our period. Hi, I'm Laura Lee Potvin. I am also a host on this network from another show, my own show called The Angel Rock on Monday nights here. Same time, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'm a Canadian clairvoyant medium, crystal Reiki energy healer, Kashuk Records practitioner, spiritual teacher and mentor, and I'm a registered nurse. And I should mention to you, we are being broadcast to you from New Orleans, again, in case I forgot. Now, I will introduce my amazing co-host, David Hansel. Hey, Dave, how's it going? I'm good, Loralee. I hope you are. Uh, you tell people is- who you are. That's why I should say, go ahead and introduce yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm still good, and I hope you are. Um, my name is David Hansel. I'm a spiritual medium. Um, I guide channel, um, angel channeler. I talk to animals. I talk to all kinds of beings on the other side I have since I was a child. I also have another podcast called Mystic Stew, which I make a couple episodes a month. They're short ones. I'll be amping that up shortly <laughs> at some point. Um, you can also find me on TikTok where I answer all kinds of spiritual questions. Um, so you can find me at uh, David Hansel, at Medium David Hansel on TikTok. All right. Uh-huh. So, Laura Lee, what is at the foot of your bed? All kinds of things, but one thing I want to do, I didn't get a chance to tell you this live, but I think it deserves a mention. I won't give too many specific details away, but David and I received an amazing private message from somebody who is a caretaker, I'll say, and they listen to our show while they're at work and they work with the elderly. And apparently we have a circle of the elderly that now gather around, not the old radio, but the iPad to listen to our show. And we appreciate everybody that listens to our show, but I want to give a huge shout out to them because apparently it's a big thing on Thursday nights there to gather around the iPad and listen to us. What do you think about that, Dave? I think that's absolutely freaking amazing. So hi, all you you guys listening at... Um, your place of residence. We are so happy that you are listening to us. And if you guys have questions for us, feel free to have somebody write them into us if you can't get them. Uh, yeah, the not- person that introduced you to us, let let them know, and I'm sure they can pass them along. Or maybe you want us to talk about something because, like I say, you know, I I not that it's impossible, but it was so incredible to hear that our show was going out to a different type of genre that we had never expected within a 
home for people that are wise, I will say, and have lived a few more years than ourselves. And I thought that, you know what, that's so incredible. And we really appreciated your comments. We always do. You, All of you have sent many nice comments and we really appreciate, you know, you're listening and we do this because we love all of you and because we love to talk and share what we receive from spirit as well as our own experiences. Right, Dave? That's absolutely correct. And I want to also thank them so much for listening and you're making a dream of mine come true. And that is for me and Laura Lee as well to get all this stuff out about the paranormal and all that and just get people thinking, yeah. get people experiencing what's out there besides what you can just see with your physical eyes. There's so much out there to explore. Um, life is actually amazing. If you just know where to look, there's stuff everywhere. I oh. agree. But you asked me what's at the foot of my bed. And as you, have, if you've watched this show before, hi, Sandra. Hello again from Corvallis. I hope I said that right. Oregon. Welcome. Um, we were talking as we always do before the show. What are we going to talk about? And you guys know we love animals we love every we love living beings and even spirit too but um we were talking and uh on monday night my cat decided to make an appearance on my show behind me i couldn't see him and he was distracting my guests and you've um, you've often seen angel dave has a few kitties and i said wouldn't that be cool if we talked about cats and the healing power of cats and animals and what have you dave goes let's do it. So that's what we're doing tonight. We're, we're going to start off there anyways, right, Dave? Yeah, I got a cool story about the cat. I wasn't always a cat person, Laura Lee. And it's yeah, that shocks me and I have not heard this story. So I want to hear this. <laughs> yeah, I was not always a cat person. We had a cat or two growing up. I never paid attention to them. I, I when before all these things happened to me in 2015, I really didn't talk to animals that much. I mean, I I had I was with them a lot, but I didn't talk to them like I do now. But um, what my cat that I had, his name was Charlie, and I had Charlie for 13 years, and Charlie was with me. I mean, those 13 years that I had him were probably some of the worst years of my life you know, and he stuck around whether I ignored him or not. I, I moved him from house to house. I think he moved like six times with me. He uh, hated everybody but me. And oh, he would, funny, like, and I should have known one of the places I lived at, he kept trying to attack the lady who owned the house that I lived at. He did not, and it turned out he was absolutely correct. She turned out not to be a very good person later on. Um, she was hiding it all. She was you know, one of those people. But anyway, Charlie, in, in 2014, Charlie started, he laid, he was older and he laid down on the floor and he started breathing having, he it was just, it was like, he's just going to go now. He's going to go. And I got down on my hands and knees and I just whispered in his ears. I said, please don't go. I am not ready for you to go yet. Please don't do it. Don't do it. And it was like a minute later, if that cat didn't just get up, shake himself off and walk around. And I thought that was, wow. that was, and I thought, I didn't think much of it. I'm like, well, maybe he wasn't sick, you know, so on and so forth, but he had been showing signs of it. My dad then about a week later brought home a kitten and he just put it in my bedroom and he said, would you watch this cat? He, you know, he told me the cat came up to him in the middle of a storm. I mean, this kid, this is the kitten, tiny little kitten, maybe about like eight, nine weeks old. I remember his... this part of the story. Yeah. And, and meowed, and my dad took him home. 
Well, I try to tell the story the same way. Um, but that cat was in that house with, along with Charlie for a couple of weeks. Um, I didn't really pay attention to the new little kitty. I mean, I fed him and all that and played with him, but Charlie was my life. And one day Charlie just kind of, Charlie just kind of stared at the kitten. He didn't bother the cat. He didn't want anything to do with the cat. He would just watch that cat. And then one day he laid back down and started getting sick again. And oh. he just laid there and he was coughing and he was not hardly moving. And I just went down there and I said, I, I understand if you're ready to go. I, you, I'm, it's okay now. And I said, I owe you everything. I owe you my life. And if anything I can ever do for you to repay you, please let me know. And then he died. Um, oh, right after that, that night I was doing stand up comedy way back then. And um, I went to go do a show that night. And there was a lady in the audience who happened to be a medium. I did not know she was a medium, but she had walked up to me and she said, are you David? And she was from England. And she says, do you have a cat? And I said, oh, I said, he just died tonight. She goes, I know. I'm supposed to tell you. He said he waited for you. He waited for that. And he stayed the extra two weeks for you. And the fact that he wanted to make sure that that new cat was going to take care of you. That new cat I have now is Carmel. And I have Carmel's Carmel. Oh, is that Carmel? That's Carmel. I didn't know and that Carmel was Carmel. Me. Okay. Yeah. And then when I went into the coma in 2015, I had only known Carmel for a couple months before I started getting sick. When I came out of the coma, I did not know that I had a cat. I, I remember walking into my parents' house after they brought me home to the hospital and I was like, kitty. And I was like, I got a new, I got a cat. They're like, that's Carmel. I'm like, who? <laughs> you know, but anyway, <laughs> I, later on, I remembered after a while, but I, I made that promise. What I'm talking about is I made that promise to Charlie after I had moved a couple years later, every house I went to stray cats started coming to my home. And the last one I lived at uh, before I lived here um, was out in uh, Dallas, North Carolina. And I had about eight cats outside. They all found me and some that had been there forever. Some were very old. When I had to move from there, there was two of them that were very old uh, whisper and Mr. Jordan. And I brought them to my new house. And I I literally, when I was looking for a new place, I was literally for a place that was going to let me have those two cats or have a fenced-in yard or something because I was not leaving them behind. And I found a place. And they lived there about a week with me. And then uh, Whisper died. And Whisper actually climbed over my fence and went and uh, laid down in front of my bedroom window. And that's where I found him in the morning. He laid down at my bedroom window. He was still alive and I picked him up. We went and back. It was on Labor Day. And he died quietly. And I had buried him in the backyard. And then uh, Mr. Jordan, who never let me pet him, by the way. Jordan didn't let me pet him. He didn't want anybody. I just fed him and I was not going to leave him behind. Jordan came up on my porch the Thursday afterwards. And he came up on the porch and just sat in front of me. And I pet him and I had some spray foam and I cleaned him off really good because he was very old. He was losing his fur. He was almost bald from his waist down and he was so bad. And I just told him, I'm like, thank you for letting me pet you. And then the following day he died. He just went Aww. in the middle of my yard and he died. But that, what a wonderful gift that he's like, here, you can pet me before I die. <laughs> you know, and it was so sweet, but I made that. And now 
my parents uh, uh, rescue cats. I help them rescue cats. I'm doing what I said to Charlie. I made a promise, so I did. And I now have an extra four cats. <laughs> I have four cats now. I have uh, Carmel and I have three kittens I adopted. They're all related and my mom has their uh, mother. So I guess the moral of the story is I made a pact with an animal and people, you can make a pact with an animal. And I did. And I was more than happy if, if there's this first cat stayed with me through crap. And I'm like, I could not believe that. What an amazing animal that was. I didn't abuse him or anything, but I would ignore him or I was always crying or I was always sick or I was always drunk or I was always something, you know, and this cat stuck by me. So Cats are amazing, amazing, amazing animals. And they do have uh, the capacity, they're protectors, you know, cats are protectors and they can protect you from negative energies. They can protect you from dark spirits. When I say dark spirits, I'm talking about, um, I'm talking pretty much like a, a negative entity that's maybe near you or in your home or was brought in by somebody else. Like maybe their, their vibe is really kind of dark, you know, like a, a neighbor came over and all of a sudden your cat would run up to you and stand next to you because the cat senses maybe that neighbor's not so great. So they're letting you know, hey, not feeling good, you know. And cats are, cats can see. This that I do know after the last, you know, seven years of uh, doing this with cats, they have a foot in both worlds. They can simultaneously. Cats, yes. Yes, yep. I'm going to interject here because yep, go. Yeah, I go. agree with you. When I, you know, help people with the paranormal, I don't charge to help people with the paranormal. It's my one way of giving back because when I was going through this years ago, I met a great many of people. A lot of people did want to charge and charge you a lot of money, but there were people out there that did this from the goodness of their heart. And I feel it's kind of like paying forward in a way, promise you made to Charlie, right? And mm -hmm. that's one thing I kept seeing, seeing. Um, and because we did some research to back up. But the funny thing was, Dave, you had a hectic day. And I said, Dave, we got this because the, the stuff we looked at, we know this stuff, you know it. And the one thing I will say with cats, when I'm helping people with parent, the paranormal, the first thing I will ask them is, do you have any small children or pets, especially cats? Because cats can see, like you said, they have a foot in both worlds. One of the biggest things that was really surprising to me, and we're going to talk about other animals. We're going to talk about spirit animals or animal totems. Um, I just watched a great video, how to choose your, or, you know, find your animal totem. I mean, there's all kinds of things because animals are a big part of our world. And um, where was I going with the cat thing? Sorry, I've got rambling here. My mind's going a million miles an hour here. The main thing is... Um, there's a lot of legend and lore around cats. And one thing I will share before we really get deep into it, the reason why th I love all animals as Dave does too, but with many things, there's so many mis so much misinformation about them. It goes right back to the Egyptians and beyond. And, you know, I think cats can teach us about balance. Like you said, out in both worlds, meditation, how to be grounded, how to be who you're meant to be, because you can't force a cat to really do a heck of a lot. Like you can't, you can train them, you can do whatever. But, and I think with most animals, but especially cats, they choose us. Don't you, Dave? Oh yeah. Cats choose you. I, I don't think you can choose a cat. I mean, you can try to choose a cat, but if it's not a good fit, the cat's not, you're going to be fighting all the time. But, mm -hmm. but 
like all animals, and I know we're going to talk about all kinds of animals, like all animals, dogs and cats are your pets. I always tell people, they came here to teach you. They are teachers, big time teachers. I mean, and they do it in such a beautiful way. Cats are difficult teachers because you got you have to be able to read cats. But I think that's why cats come into people's lives is to show them how to do that. Because cats are very psychic too. They know cats meditate all day long. I think that's but the they coolest do. Thing. I, That was where I was going with that. And then I might went in a different direction. That was such a huge shock to me years ago learning that when your cat is sleeping, Lots of times your cat isn't sleeping and you know when your cat's not sleeping because you can call their name or something, their tail will flick or their ear will flick. They're in meditation. Like that just blew me away. Oh, absolutely. I, I agree. I agree 100%. I mean, that's why cats, people always ask me, Dave, why do cats sleep like 18, 20 hours a day? Well, of course there are physical and natural reasons why they do that. But on the spiritual end of it, the way the reason they do it is because they are connected. I think they are constantly, I don't know this for a fact, okay? I have asked, but I don't have evidential stuff. But cats are constantly getting downloads and getting all these things all day long. Cats in the wild, especially. The cats in the wild who come here say, I'm only coming here because I want to do a cat experience and I, I might have a little bit of human interaction, but I'm not really crazy about that. So they might just basically uh, come in and be mean, but maybe teach you something about yourself. Stray cats are, are big time teachers. When, you know, ladies and gentlemen, whenever you see a cat outside, if you can help it or you can at least feed it or just show it some love, that's a wonderful thing to do. Even if you can't take it home, you can't do that. I understand. You can, Not everybody can do that. Um, but at least show some love and respect to a fellow traveler, basically. And it's mm -hmm. what they are. They're, they're another being, whether they're an animal or a, a being, a human or anything else. They are a living thing. And they are our greatest teachers. And without them, I think our world would be a really crappy place. I think it really would. Without all animals. Like, I'm going to read a few comments. We've got Judy said, I watch her little Molly, and there are times when her head is tilted and she stares up. There could be lots of things she's seeing, it not necessarily even paranormal. Could be one of your guides, could be angels, could have fairies around. You could, I know fairies sound crazy, but one of these days, Dave and I are going to do a show on fairies. I know we will. And different, we touched a little bit on them, but maybe we'll do a whole show on them, especially with the spring coming up over here in North America. and good way to connect with them. Sandra says, cats don't have owners, they have staff. Now there's one thing that I want to add to that. If you want to say something, Dave? No, go ahead, add to it. All I was going to say is yes, but I'm going to go back to which I believe spirit gave me. What we perceive becomes what we believe and becomes our reality. Now, again, if you have that kind of cat that treats that you have that kind of relationship, I you can't force it to change. But now maybe it's just me. I've had many cats and some have been some characters, but I've also had other cats and maybe it's just who I am and the lessons I need in this lifetime. I've had the one cat I have now socks is the epitome of my cat, Jesse. And I used to live with my best friend. She had Whitney. Whitney never came out. Whitney didn't like anybody. And she used to make my roommate mad because she'd sleep with me with uh, Jesse. Jesse, we used to call the party cat. Jesse was like a dog. 
Jesse would come when he was called. He liked his belly rubbed. He would drool when you pet him. He was the life of the party, super outgoing, cuddly, cuddly cats. And I find most of the cats I've had are like that. Socks is very much like that, very calm, very zen. And um, I don't know if it's maybe the way they were raised or uh, probably just their temperament. But Socks is very much like Jesse. He looks like Jesse. So maybe Jesse and I are our journey together. I'm going to tell a story very quickly how Jesse, how I found Jesse, because I think it's cool about cats picking us. Absolutely. Okay? Absolutely. Yeah. I, so I used to stop at this pet store and they took in stray cats and they would adopt them out and what have you. And I saw Jesse as this little ball of fur in there and there was like 30 kittens and I just fell in love with Jesse. As, and I'm saying, I'm so sorry, sweetheart. I will visit you as often as I can, but I, I can't take you home. My mom will kill me. She will. She really will. And as I walk out the door, somebody opened the cat door to see a kitten. And Jesse jumped, like, really high for a kitten down to the floor. It's so running out the door with me. And I had to bring him back in and tuck him in. So my brother didn't live with my parents and I at the time. And he'd pop. I go, oh, you got to come by. It's a super cool kitten I saw. So I walk in, show him him. And as we're leaving again, somebody opens the kitten door. He follows us out. So what does my brother do? My brother scoops up the kitten and says, we're taking Jesse home. I said, well, that's fine for you to do. I don't, you don't live at home. And my dad said he hated cats. Like I always said he hated them. So what does my brother do? Because my brother, I joke, was the golden child. So he runs downstairs while my mom's upstairs and goes and grabs some of her craft ribbon and ties this big green bow on his neck, puts him behind his back and says, look what I brought you home, mom. And my mother's, your father is not going to accept this. Jesse stayed with us. I have pictures of my father laying in bed with the cat in his arm. That cat chose us. Sorry, I didn't mean to be so long about it, but. <laughs> Are you, yeah, cats, cats will creep in your heart even if you hate them. My parents are not cat people. And now my parents take care of about like 12 cats outside and they have two inside and they're going to probably adopt a few more. Now, if you want to get on the more even, um, the more stranger side of cats, um, mm -hmm talk about a lot of it but uh, we talked about cats seeing the spirit world um i will say this if anybody knows what psychic attack is now i'm going oh, to yeah, give you my definition of psychic attack i am very susceptible to them i get them a lot and and psychic attacks don't always have to come at you from another person you can literally just pick it up like i have i remember watching um I was watching a bunch of videos about this one psychic who wrote this book and I was watching and reading the books and all that. And then in the comments section, there were all these people saying how she's fake and they were saying all these terrible things on religious stuff, all this stuff from these people, all that negativity on that page got on me. And it was, I was having the worst time. I could not shake it. I'm like, damn it. I didn't even realize it at first. I thought, why do I have this mood? And it was my cat who kept, I would get in these bad moods and this cat would kept scratching me or hitting me. Like, I'm like, what? Leave me, leave me the freak alone. Knock you know, it off, know? Dave. <laughs> right? I'm trying to take away that energy and the cat sat with me for a very long time. And as the cat sat with me, I started to feel better and better and better and didn't realize that until one of my guides had said, well, that cat, Cats have, which I did not know, I'm going to tell you what my guide said, cats can transmute energy. 
they can do it just like um, you heard of like the Violet Flame or St. Germain and all that. Cats can do the same thing. They can take they negative energy it. from you and they're like, they're little black tourmalines. <laughs> I mean, they're just perfect, little perfect protective crystals. Um, mm -hmm. And they've also been used then as familiars. Um, I did, talk about I did some research on familiars because I wanted to, because you hear about this and this is kind of a trendy thing about familiars. So as I understand from the research I did with familiars, that it was never part of, of old time witchcraft, if you will, or witches, witch practices. I don't like the word witchcraft, witch practices. But back in the late 1700s to the early 1800s, when the Inquisition was on and the witch burning trials and what have you, if you had, say, a pet cat and you were accused mm -hmm. of witchcraft or there was a rat in your house or it could be any kind of animal, that was attributed to being your familiar, your assistant. And they decided that it had to be in league with the devil. So they figured that these animals were demons. That's where the familiar came from. It was a really good video I watched on YouTube from a guy that is a practicing witch. Go ahead, Dave. Sorry. Let's say, no, no, you're perfect. I, um, so I have this beautiful book. I know, I think Laura Lee has a thing. Do, yeah. This is like, this is like almost every spiritual person in the world has this book at some point. But I'm going to read you what it says about familiars because. Oh, I don't have that one. You told me about that one. I'm still yeah. looking for it. I'm still it's looking amazing. for it. Because so you were talking about the animal one we talked about ahead of time. Sorry. Yeah, that one you have, the animal speak. So this is what the psychic dictionary that has all psychic terms and all that in spiritual terms. It says, uh, the familiar. Um, a live cat or other animal owned by a witch upon which she transfers or he transfers uh, psychic energy in case of evil orientated activities. The witch summons esoteric uh, world forces to possess the animal, which then has the intelligent need to help carry out the witch's evil or the witch's uh, evil action. Animal is sent to the area where the evil is intended and performs in a manner basically what it's saying and they're giving you like the the scary definition that people do um because it was thought that uh some witches would uh, get like a being that was consorting with the devil which by the way you guys that's not what witches are about that's old folklore <laughs> stuff i'm sure there's some bad witches just like there's bad psychic people but for the most part it's beautiful quite beautiful very earthy beautiful religion it is it's very beautiful working it's, with nature mm -hmm. yeah. I studied, I studied a little witch stuff when I was younger, but it was just not something I was called to, but it doesn't mean that it's bad. It just means- You know how many people think I'm a witch? I have had so many people say this to me. And I have one friend in particular that uh, comes on my podcast. I got to book her back on again. She never says things like this. And she told the most incredible story. It's getting a little off track, but it's interesting. She never told me this before. She doesn't tell a lot of the people her mother was a witch. And um, like she's amazing with plant mat, uh, medicine and all kinds of stuff. She was raised that way. But she writes books and stuff. So she comes on super interesting guest. Um, Del's really gotten to know her and really likes her. Anyways, last time I have her on, she goes, before I do a podcast, because she has, I believe it's, I don't quote me, but I'm positive it's on quote, uh, Coast to Coast AM. She just started over there. Anyway, she said, before I do a podcast or I'm a guest on a podcast or whatever, I always pull a tarot card or she calls it tarot so whatever way is right correct and she said do you know every time i come on your show 
And she's been on between my previous network and this one probably 10 times. She goes, I've never had this happen. I get the same identical card for you, the Empress card. And she mm -hmm. showed the cards. Like she saved them. She used two different tarot decks before. Interesting. But the reason why I mentioned it is you were absolutely right that, you know, witches get a bad rap. They really, really do. Anyways, my whole point is she was one of the people that she brought up about being a witch. And I said, I'm not a witch. She goes, oh, sure you're not. She was blinking. She never says things like that. So I must have been a witch in a previous. We could have that in our past lives, our background. Of, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. I just, I'm positive just, I do. Just during this lifetime, it's not something I'd, it vibed in with me. me but to get back to what the, the book wasn't cutting down witches. They were telling what people often thought about familiars. Mm -hmm. And one of the things, and I don't know how true it is. Uh, I don't believe it is. But uh, witch would cast like a like someone related to the devil into the cat. So it came in as the cat and it did like the witch's bidding, you know, through, you know, it just has a cat body because it didn't have a body on the other side. It's got to come into something. So it comes in. Yeah. The I cat. saw that lore, Dave, that was some of the lore that came from the inquisition. Now this is just from a couple witches perspectives that we're having a chat in a store that they run with, you know, all those beautiful, wonderful items. Like I just got this recently. Looks like it's got a little crystal on the end. It's a pen. So I don't know. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. But is that what you saw that it was sort of a perceived thing or that they thought that it was a real thing? Um, some people thought it was a real thing. Um, and, and I think it might be perceived. I don't know if there's people out there who are actually yeah. trying to do that. If they, who am I to judge? Um, but I, I, I know that cats get a rap from that. They get a bad rap from that. I mean, even on like when it's Friday the 13th or if it's you, people see black cats, they always want to go hurt cats. That's how silly human beings are. They listen to this folklore about this stuff. And when they see a black cat, that's their excuse to hurt it, which never do that, you guys, ever. Black cats... In, in fact, I can tell you the color, the color meanings, because I wrote down the color meanings, the ones I knew, and I wrote them down a little bit more. But the black cats are spiritual protectors, and that's why witches probably had them. They are literally spiritual protectors. They can transmute negative energy. They can they have common effects. We know scientifically they can heal bones. I mean, and tissue, and tissue. I even looked up the megahertz. I believe it. Their purrs between forty-five and one hundred and twenty megahertz. Absolutely, it's been scientifically proven. You are absolutely right, Dave. Yep, and my cats, um, they instinctively know. And I'm not just saying my cats. I'm sure your cats out there probably do oh, the yeah. same thing. They know when I go to bed, if I did not have a good day or something's happening while I'm sleeping or in my bed, they are in my face to either wake me up or just to be there for it. Their prayers and those, those uh, hurts uh, of that, that's healing for humans as well. Um, there's a lady, I don't remember where I read it, and I, if I knew who it was, I would, give the, I would give their name, but they were talking about a woman who, um, the mother had, um, she had knee surgery and it was really bad. And after it was fixed, the cat, when she came home, the cat literally would jump in her lap and sit on her knee and would not move. And yes, I've seen many cases. It helped her heal faster. Yeah, it helped her heal faster. So I thought that was really cool.
Now, I don't I think, think that's what I came across was that point exactly you were talking about. And I do want to uh, point one thing out, too, about the black cats. You are absolutely right. And it's so funny, you meant not funny in a good way. You were mentioning how people and what they go out and do to black cats, especially on February 13th. But I have seen many animal rescue organizations specifically geared towards black cats. Because black cats are the least to be chosen. Say there's a litter of kittens they've been finding. Like they, they have a harder time finding a home and, and what have you. So because of all yep. this legend and lore, that isn't true. That isn't true. And black cats actually, they're spiritual, they're spiritual protectors. They are protectors. If you have a black cat, most likely that black cat will freaking almost die for you that's how they're like they won't run away um they also represent security and stability they help with certain relationships and all those things my we Grounding. took um we fixed one of the black strays that was outside and he loves my father loves my father and my father is not a cat person but he is now and that he's an indoor outdoor cat we got him fixed he's happy he comes in the house as soon as he gets in the house he eats at his bowl he jumps on my father's lap and sits there he wants to take care of my father and and if you try to take him off my father's lap as sweet as he is he was not happy so um so that's the black cat i'll go through some more colors later we can read a couple comments oh we can go like. through them well i was going to show you i brought i grabbed some of my kitty things i've been making so speaking of black cats Yay. this is because you guys know i do resin so i thought i'm going to show turn around there we go black cat speaking of black cats there you go oh i can't turn it there we go like that so I grabbed yep. some of the little kitties i made we got the cheshire cat like they're in so much legend and lore right like that yeah. story, um, this is another one. I couldn't believe the name they gave this mold, the demon cat, because he's got little horns, I guess they put on his head. I want to think of him as a fairy cat, like a fey cat, if you will. Uh, yeah. yeah, horns don't always mean demon. But okay, if no. you want to go through some more colors. The yeah, go ahead, the, Dave, go ahead. The, the tuxedo cats, like the black and white tuxedos or bicolor cats. Um, mm -hmm. those cats are literally to bring out your, if, if you're, if you're doing some soul searching and you want to connect to your inner child, that is the cat to be next to that cat promotes childhood, everything it oh, wants it. to play. It wants to do things. And usually that's what it's teaching you. So if you have a black and white tuxedo cat or a bicolored cat, um, and it bothers you all the time for toys, you know, like brings us toys or just always wants to sit next to you. It's trying to help you with the child within you. That lot can, of I so many can I yeah, say something? Can I say something about that? I could almost see that that cat's one of its purposes to make you laugh. And the reason I'm going to say this is, Janie, you know what I'm talking about because Jane sent me this picture. It's gone around, and there's a cat that has like a heart in gray. It's got white and it's gray, and when it stands, its legs together go into heart. And I don't think it's photoshopped. I've seen a few pictures like that and then the other one and i'm not trying to be inappropriate here folks but i'm sure you've seen tuxedo cat with the black face the white and then the, around the nose it goes like this and goes up into a round of like female or i'm sorry male parts have you seen that like to me they're they're natural born comedians just by their fur pattern sorry go ahead i had to add that <laughs> the mustache okay. Sandra said that her older cat is a darker tuxedo tabby. Okay. Yeah, they're just amazing. 
and I've got two bicolored cats too. So and I got two bicolored cats. They're gray and white. They're almost like striped or tabbies, but they're just dual color, just those two colors. And they're the same way. They 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 want happiness and fun. That's why I said that. It reminds me of childhood. Like they make you laugh when you see them, not in a mean way, but it's like you can't be serious. Your fur is in that pattern, and they're just there for joy and happiness and lightness, if you will. Like that's yep. what I could see. That's why I brought it up at that point. Sorry, go ahead, Dave. Oh, you're good. You're fine. And then the white cats. Now, white cats kind of they represent purity, peace. Um, they they're supposed to be very calming. Now, I want to say my little white cat, my angel. I'm sure she'll come in later on. Angel yeah. is the epitome of calming. When I sit there, he will just jump up on me and he presses in my face. He wants peaceful. He wants peace. He doesn't like when I'm angry. He doesn't like any of that. You can see that. And white cats are very rare. They're on the rarer side of anything. Um, the next one is the ginger cats. I, I, was, I was hoping you were going to bring the ginger up. Okay. Yeah, mm -hmm. This kind of there's other colors and stuff, but I'm just going to stick to these ones for now. Otherwise, we'll do a three-hour show on the colors of cats. But ginger cats, positivity. They are for positivity. They are um, positive. They they promote positive rapport, and they also um, they help form long-lasting relationships. They teach you that. And mm -hmm. I understand how they teach you that because like my ginger cat, my little baby cat, he stayed with me once again, just like Charlie. He was even when I'm not around or even when I just don't want him near me, I'm just like, kitty, Carmel, I got to do something. He still is just calm. He will just simply walk over and sit next to me until I'm ready. And then when I am, I'm like, come here, Carmel. And then and we're all over there. But um, yeah, and then we should go back to the Egyptians. You were talking about the Egyptians and cats. They well, literally it's really interesting. Oh, sorry, Dave. Go ahead. I have a bit of the delay. I forgot to tell people. Go ahead. What did you say that last part? In Egypt, a lot of the pharaohs and all that, their cats were buried with them. Hopefully, the cats expired first, but they. Uh, well, no, but you know what I learned. Okay, my son-in-law when one his cat who he has now one of our kittens it was always known that if there was a tortoise shell long hair being born that was my son-in-law's cat they weren't my son and his partner were just sort of going out at that time so the moment that zeppi zeppelin was born we knew this was sam's cat so but sam before had a cat named bestet 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 i think it was bestet and i thought what an unusual name and then until I did my research with the Egyptians and I went through about the cat goddesses and who, I think it was Bisset. No, it was Bisset. I'm sure it was. But the point was they were identical looking, but how powerful this particular cat goddess became. She was a symbol of fertility, kindness, love, abundance, and what have you. She became very, very popular because I was getting into why did the Egyptians worship cats and then what they got into now I can be wrong okay this is just the research I did and many different sources I looked at apparently how this began thousands of years ago and why they worshiped the cats was because they would have say a wonderful beautiful harvest and a lot of the food back then was grain related like bread and I forget what else I'd mentioned and they kept getting rats getting into their, their harvest that they would store for the year. 
and it would be completely desecrated with rat feces and what have you. And there was a lot of stray cats. So they started embracing the cats, I guess, because the cats would protect their harvest. And it got to the point of religious status. And as they went up higher and higher and higher with the kings and the queens, and then they I think they know, like the Egyptians were pretty smart people back then. I think they recognized exactly many of the things we talked about, Dave, about them having a foot in both worlds, um, the magical properties. There was a lot of magical things with this. Um, they, they started the one podcast I was listening to yesterday about how this one man was being chased, this guard, a Roman guard in Egypt by a whole city, a whole town of Egyptians. And, the, and they were saying, I wonder what his crime was. Well, you knew what his crime was. He had hurt one of the cats. And so this is what how this started is what I had received, I guess, through my knowledge search. What did you discover at all with the Egyptians? Anything? Um, basically the just stuff that I know is there, you, like you said, I had heard that as well. Back in those times in Egypt, you did not mess with a cat because it was almost, mm -hmm. I believe almost punishable. I mean, really punishable. I don't know what they did to them, but I cats, guess. yeah, they knew back then that cats had a connection to the spirit world and somewhere that got lost in just regular humdrum 3d just life on earth people just think oh it's a cat oh cats are messy cats ignore you cat you know what and that's kind of bull because cats every all four of my cats know their names and they're only 11 months old they all know their names mm -hmm. they yeah. come when they're called they know mm -hmm. they know the word no they know all kinds of words and so cats mm -hmm. are not stupid cats just choose to not be we think that they're not obedient, but they really are because your cat might not come to you when you call, but that cat come hell or high water is going to protect you from anything it can, you know, all the time. Well, a lot of things I read too, and I've seen this about cats waking up one person, I guess one woman had had her heart had stopped and the cat kept pouncing on her chest. It got her heart restarted. They have saved families. I've seen video clips of this little cat come roaring out at their little three-year-old because they're very maternal. A lot of people, there's the old wives tale that you can't have a cat around a newborn because it'll smell the milk breath and smother the, the child. Not true, but because they're so maternal, they recognize it's not their kitten, but it's the youngest member of the family and very helpless. So become very maternal. And the one video that I keep thinking about that I saw that I was absolutely amazed at, there was a little three-year-old playing out in his driveway and he was, I don't know, some little rolling car or whatever. And somebody's big dog with bad, a bad reputation, um, the dogs like pit bulls and whatever get a bad reputation no bad dogs, no bad animals, bad owners. I'm sorry, but it's true. Anyways, it went to attack the little one and it just went to bite it. And this cat comes out of nowhere and just launches itself at the dog and just becomes like, like, like a leopard or lion. That dog took off wailing. And the cat was one tenth of the size, but they were, they were talking about this, about how they will protect like you said protectors healers taking negative energy transmuting it um and again dave you sort of touched on this that if it, you've got somebody that comes in your house and your cat doesn't like them i would trust your cat because your cat is very receptive right yeah they do 
they usually always, always know, always know. I had another point about cats that was in my head just a second ago. And I'm I sorry, you should have just cut me off. That's okay. I just forgot it all of a sudden. Um, it'll come. It'll come. If I'm talking, just cut me off and, and throw it in there. But, um, oh, cats as totems. Thank you. They reminded me. Um, so when, if you have, we'll talk about this, I guess now we can, if we want to, there are things called totem animals and spirit animals. They're interchangeable, the meaning, but I'm going to tell you how I, I, I do them differently when this is for me. So it doesn't always mean it's going to be the same for you. For me, when an animal is a spirit animal, uh, when it's two things, because I'm a medium, a spirit animal can also mean an animal and spirit to me that I can talk to. But a spirit animal, usually if you come into this life and you have an infection for horses, like from age two, it's like horses, 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 and it's into your 30s and 40s, the horse is most likely your spirit animal which means there is a horse on the other side that is your best friend and it, it, it's watching you during this lifetime because they don't always share a life with us. I mean, they can, but they don't always. Sometimes they want to sit back or they're with somebody else. Um, so there's that. Uh, they are always, that's how I define spirit animal. Now, a totem is the consciousness of kind of a group of animals. So if I were to say, my totem is uh, the lion. Um, they're usually talking about all lions in that and sometimes cat. But anytime a cat is your, to your totem or somebody tells you, hey, there's a cat that's around you from the other side or a cat's a spirit animal, that's because most likely you need to learn independence. And that's usually why that cat is, a, is a, if you have a totem or a spirit animal as a cat, it's usually because it's trying to get you to, um, to be more independent, to, to be yourself, to not follow the crowd, to live your life, you know, without, you know, unconditionally, without what anybody else says, just do it. Did you have something to add to that, Laura Lee? Sure. I agree a hundred percent with you. When you first said lions, okay for an animal type when you first said all animals of it i'm thinking okay where's he going with this and as soon as you said what you said it's not just an individual it's the animal like the whole animal yes i agree and the interesting thing i, I was going to try and find her while you were talking i'll try and uh share it I, I listened to this and it was really interesting it was like what's the difference between a uh spirit animal spirit or spirit animal animal totem and i forget what the other one was she used but um, what she was talking about was exactly what you're right. You're right. And I like the way you explained it much better than she did about if you're crazy about whatever. Right. And you probably have this on the other side. It's basically one of your guides. Animal totems. Like we also how she explained it was it's kind of like you said interchangeably. But she was also talking about the spirit of an animal. Like, for example, I'm going to tell a story quickly. I probably told it on the show before. A couple summers ago, I was sitting out in the backyard, it was 2 a.m., and I just made this little glass fireplace, and I was enjoying it, right? And I was looking on my phone, and I felt something licking my fifth toe on my foot. And I'm going, oh, isn't that nice, Emmy? I'm thinking she licked me, and I realized, oh, God, Emmy's inside. What just licked me? Look down, baby skunk. 
I took off and just flew like across the yard thinking I'm not afraid. I'm just hoping he's not afraid and doesn't spray me. He didn't. Then two weeks, no, maybe a week later, we're on the front steps, join the front, you know, the fresh air, Dell goes inside, it's nighttime. That little monkey came from around where I live and came charging right up and stopped right in front of me. And again, I'm in the doorway going, nice skunky. Okay, sweetie, time to go. Time to go back to mom. Because, and again, I wasn't afraid of him. I would have loved to have pet him, but I didn't want him to be scared and spray me. To me, that's a sign from the animal realm for something, especially an unusual animal like that. They don't usually act like that. Like I would think for one of them to come up to you and lick you, he could have bit me, he could have done whatever he wanted. He didn't. That, you know, to look at what was going on in my life that would be attributed to a skunk. And there's many people that look at the animal properties of animals of what they can represent. I think it's a place to start, but I also think it's an individual perception of what that animal means to the individual. I don't know what your thoughts on that. Oh, I do believe that because a lot of stuff that happens to us, signs or anything or even anything, mm -hmm. it, it's how you feel when it happened. If, there, if it came with a positive feeling, most likely whatever you're thinking is the correct thing. Um, if we can go real quick before I forget, I've wanted to let this is from what I what I believe. So any paranormal people out there or people who, um, you know, love going to these houses and investigating mm -hmm. if you see cats outside that house or in that house and stray cats and stuff it's not just because um there's food available and there's nobody there they are going to hang out where the energy is so if a house guy has a lot of energy in it we'll use the word haunting but haunting basically just means not leaving someplace for whatever reason that's how i'm putting the word haunting because um, there's many reasons which you know we could get into for a whole nother show uh, but that's those cats pick up the energy of the departed ones who still love to hang around those places or are you know there know how to leave but cats are there all the time and like what i did say to reiterate with 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 consciousness yeah that's exactly what i meant like my i have um spirit i don't know who my spirit animal is because i love so many animals that's kind of how i feel Mm -hmm. Yeah, but, but as totems, I mean, when I was studying Reiki and I took all my Reiki classes, my animal, the animal that showed up in every freaking meditation we had to do or everything was always a lion. And when now I've had fox and owl, fox has been with me since 2016. Um, and who knows how long, but fox is there all the time. And then owl is also there. Now people ask, well, what's the big deal about having, how do you know it's fox and owl? Well, there's different ways we know, but because I have owl, owl is very, very, very connected to, um, owls. we said this before, owls are connected to the other side. Owls are also connected to other worlds. Um, oh, I'm so glad you said that. I was just thinking that. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. belong to other worlds as well and they're always they're silent flyers they are they are they they are the one of the number one predators i mean and they can they can literally fly through uh the night sky and grab a teeny tiny mouse now i think I they're that, devoted too because they pair up if i'm not mistaken don't they a lot of these birds of praise do pray do kind of you know 
maybe not for life so much owls. I, can't, I don't know if I remember that, but even as parents, when they're raising their young, like they are very bonded together. Whereas there are the birds of prey that bond up for life too, right? So never mind. Exactly. And then totem animals, when you get a totem animal and the totem animal comes to you, I got owl coming to me because of all the things I've been studying for the last couple of years. So owl is there. Owl is also represents and reminds me to fly above and see below from another angle so they always they're always asking me to see it from another angle uh and wisdom went yeah and wisdom and then the fox fox is, so sad. thank you they're resilient man. they're resilient they're beautiful they can hide anywhere. <laughs> yeah, they're just not afraid yeah so that's why i have fox and sometimes they're interchangeable fox is also one of my spirit guys or well our spirit my spirit guys will come to me sometimes as fox i with Lord, what Laura Lee said, I agree with you. Whatever it, whatever you feel is what you should feel. But if you can't feel something or you don't know what to do, my best advice to tell you, if you keep dreaming about hawks, like you can't stop dreaming about hawks and you don't know what that means and you can't figure it out yourself, don't look up the spiritual meaning of hawk. Look up what a Literal. hawk is. What does a hawk do? What's the traits of a hawk? Because most likely the hawk's in your life because it wants you to pick up these traits that it represents. So that's how I look at totems and spirit animals. You know what I think my spirit animal is, or my animal totem, I'll say, and it kind of goes back to childhood. So um, I could read very early and I remember um, probably dogs, some kind of dog, probably a wolf, I would think. I was always reading like five and six years old, these adult type encyclopedias on dogs. But my big thing, dolphins. My first tattoo on my lower back is a mama dolphin with a middle dolphin and a baby dolphin for my boys. I've swam with them. That is one of the most magical experiences in my entire life, I think, was swimming with dolphins. And I had no idea how big and powerful they are because as much as you see something on TV or in a video, much different in real life. So the other thing that I've always been attracted to that's not really from this realm, but I do believe maybe at one time some form of it existed. It's not really, it's a unicorn, but it's a Pegasus unicorn with the wings and what have you. So, you know, I think also, so I don't know if you could call them animals per se, because they're not walking the earth as far as we know, but even dragons and things like that. Like, I think the magical powers that are imbued with them, but I think they also embody some type of animal energy too. What's your thoughts on that, Dave? On which, one, on which ones? Well, like dragons or, or say unicorns corns or or what have you like because they're not horses but they kind of embody the energy yeah. of a horse in certain yeah, ways. Part, know, all, the, all the animals that even went extinct or all those things uh like dragons mm -hmm. all this other stuff whatever you believe i'm not going to make you believe it but um their energy is left behind here and that's why like dragon mm -hmm. energy is very very strong so if dragons watch walk the earth which i believe they did um, oh i do refer mm -hmm. Dinosaurs, you know, we won't split hairs here, but they have a presence about them. Um, a lot of animals do. Animals, there's the collective of animals is unbelievable. If you are a psychic person or anything, if you ever meditate, 
asked to be put in like just the consciousness of animals, just that, just that area of that living consciousness that represents all animals. It is so profound and so beautiful and it's raw. And that's the weird thing about it. And two, if you have a totem, somebody tells you like your totem animal, a lot of people is like, what is my totem? Is it a big grizzly bear and all that stuff? No, it could be a turtle. But people will always Coming say, look, mouse and the lion. Somebody was upset one time because I said that their uh, totem that was with them right now was a mouse. And they said, oh, I thought it was a lion. I said, oh, it might have been, but that's not who's with you now. And they didn't want the mice. They wanted the lion. And I tried. I, then I explained to them. In reality of who they are, think about what a mouse can do that a lion cannot in your per, their specific situation. A mouse can run, it can hide, it can go into small spaces. It literally just is in the moment of life. It's in the moment. It doesn't think about the future or the past. It's just there. So maybe that was why somebody had that spirit animal. So regardless of what the animal is, don't think because the bigger it is, it, the more the powerful better. it is. Is that, yeah, because that is so not. Hi, Hi, Howie. Um, I was going to say, too, something that I, I think can be very helpful to people that came up in some of the research I was doing that say you need some help in life. Maybe you got a preparation, you got to prepare for a presentation, whatever it may be in life. It doesn't have to just be that but you're, you're nervous about it or you're concerned or you're not sure, maybe you don't feel strong enough, whatever that may be, be we also have the animal realm to call on. You can literally go into a meditation or before you go to sleep, ask to borrow some of that courage from say you feel like the courageous lion or whatever. You can ask, to, if you will, for them to assist you, to stand by you in spirit and lend some of their energy for whatever you may require, say that you have to do something that you're concerned about doing, whatever that may be. Yeah. You know, if you feel that something's healing, a certain type of animal is healing, you can call, ask for that energy. Like I say, I think it's very individual because, again, I think it gives us a place to start, just like with books on crystals. But I also always, when I'm working with people and mentoring them, that people also, I feel, if you feel a certain crystal means something to you, that's okay. I don't think there's major rules in here that, no, you can't do this or you can't do that because we're all human. We're either channeling it or receiving it or feeling it, and we're sharing it for the good of, of others. But that doesn't mean that everybody's not an individual, right? Some people may feel differently about something. Go ahead, Dave. Absolutely. I absolutely agree. It's so silly sometimes uh, mm -hmm. the way people are, if you, you know, the one thing about, and, and I tell people with spirituality, ghost hunting, all of this, all the paranormal, all this stuff, all of us in the paranormal world and spiritual world always have an open mind. We do because in spirituality, things are constantly changing because we get new information and stuff like that. So it is, it is imperative, yes. I'm going to share a message that I shared on my show on Monday night because Spirit woke me up. I've been practicing on lucid dreaming after the guest I had, not this Monday, last Monday. And oh my I got... I have, I have also ahead. been practicing lucid dreaming the last two weeks. <laughs> I, I haven't had much time to talk. I had no idea. Okay, so then I'm going to share this. Okay, so I got weird. to the point. Uh, it, was, it was early Sunday morning. 
that I was in this dream and I realized I was in a dream and we were all in a group of people and we were talking about consciousness and spirituality. And I realized I was awake in a dream. Like I was, I recognized that, no, I'm not sleeping, right? I'm, a, I'm sleeping, but I'm awake. I'm conscious in this dream. I'll say it that way. But then spirit woke me up because they wanted me to write this down. And I don't know if this will be resonant for anybody else, but they went into consciousness and they kept saying that the consciousness and the universal consciousness is limitless. And they kept saying, repeat after me, limitless, 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 write this down. And what they were trying to say, and hopefully I do this justice, is basically that if we can think of it, we can dream of it, we can perceive it, anything that we can do, because they were trying, I think, to exound, if you will, the powerful, the powers that we have as human beings and not from an ego perspective, but we've just never been led to believe exactly how gifted and incredible we are as human beings. And they were saying that any of these things, we can think of it, dream of it, perceive of it, think about manifesting it. There are no limits. It is limitless. But where they were going with the universal consciousness was that when there's more than, say, one of you, there's two of you or more, all focusing on the same things, how exponentially incredibly powerful that is. But that's kind of where I, I wasn't trying to get really spiritual tonight, but I'm sharing this because we're talking about some of these concepts with animals, but they were talking about this with anything in life. It is limitless. If you have to ask, is this okay? It's more than likely okay. I always say if it's not, it's meant for your highest good and it's meant in love, you can't go wrong. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, what does Sandra write? You can have more than one totem at a time. Yes. Because they reflect, um, they ref they reflect the lessons of nature that we need to adopt. No, that's absolutely true, Sandra. Absolutely. I am with you. you can have several totem animals. You don't have to have just one ed said that his spiritual animal has rabies oh my gosh ed i can relate to that <laughs> <laughs> you know what he he had to change his name and i'm going to draw attention to it he he's howie odell on on facebook and somebody has stole his profile and he can't get it back so he had to open a new one so it's howie howie's super hilarious he really really is so you guys if you find it howie odell that's not ed so feel free to report it because poor Howie had such a buildup on that account and it got stolen from him. So, but, that, but I understand where he's coming from. My spirit animal has rabies. I like what Sandra shared too. My mom for, uh, for a time referred to me as the mouse that roared. I think that's kind of astounding what you were saying, David, about it's not the bigger, the better, right? Yeah, like a mouse can be very powerful with every animal oh. has gifts. Yeah, to mouse the mouse that roared. That's, that's very, you know what I wanted to talk real quickly before I forget it, because the way my brain works sometimes. To the, to, uh, let's talk about paranormal for a minute, just the ghost stuff in the house. Because yeah, let's get into it. Why we're on this planet, it exists. So, um, but a lot of people, like, now hear me out, paranormal people, if you're listening. A lot of people say there's a ghost cat or a ghost dog in some place. And, and, and you know what? That's true. There most likely is an animal in there that is not in the physical who is running around. That does not mean they're totally not trapped. But here's what I would suggest to any paranormal groups who does uh, 
you know, investigations. If you have a good medium that goes with you, because a lot of paranormal people will take a medium with them. If you have a really good medium that can conversate and speak to the souls of animals that crossed over, have them in that house that you are in connect to, if you saw, like you thought you saw a, a spirit animal in a house, have that medium connect to them because that animal will be able to direct you where the activity is going on because they know they're part of it. They know. I don't know why people aren't using that. And mediums can do, I mean, a lot of mediums never think about doing that. I've, I've done investigations where this sounds really crazy, Laura Lee, but I've actually asked the birds outside. You why know, not? About because they yeah, have the information and I have the skill to listen to them. So it's a win-win situation. And I think most mediums actually can talk to animals. There's, there's animal communicators who are amazing at it. You know, they, they, there's, that's their whole life. They study it, but just about every medium at some point could probably have some sort of conversation with a spirit animal that's in a house, because I believe it, that could help investigations quite a bit. I believe it would. No, I can't disagree with you, Dave. And the thing is, I don't think that's weird talking to birds. Are you kidding? Heck, if you can con connect with even any bug, I know it might sound really creepy, but any spiders or anything that are in any of these places, I would too. They're going to know. Yeah. Oh, real quick. You're not to go up. So I study shamanism. Okay. I love shamanism. Okay. I, do a lot of it. Mm -hmm. I journey all the time. If anybody don't know what that is, you'll have to look it up. It's an explanation, but I journey a lot. And in one of my journeys, I had talked to a spider and I had two spiders and one was a really big, ugly spider. And one was this little teeny tiny spider. And as I was speaking to them, do you know, you know, most people would have been afraid of the big, bad spider. But that wasn't the case because they told me the black spider was non-venomous. It was just, he's like, I just go through my life and do my thing. The little one was the mean one. The little teeny tiny one was the mean one. And he wasn't like telling me he's mean and he wants to hurt people. But it's like, I'm the one who bites. I'm like, oh, I got you. But so it was interesting. So I journey and I talk to insects and animals. I talk to rocks. I mean, it's people yeah. go, what? You talk to rocks? That's just crazy. David, you're just being crazy at this point. But hear me I out. Don't think you're being crazy. Yeah. Everything in this world has a consciousness Everything. of some sort. Everything does. I mean, the chair you're sitting in still has some sort of consciousness to it because it came from something to build. Now, now you know just, why I brought up that message from spirit, right? Consciousness is limitless. So here we are talking about rocks. And I, you know, and then when you break it right down to to what we're all made of, of little ones and things like that, yes. And you like I said, you know, the more I go through life and the more I research and the more I look at things and like I've always say, the more I open this doorway, the more bigger and infinite it is compared to what I always considered was just regular everyday life. And there's so many mysteries and conversations and, and knowledge to try and attain and learn. And it's constantly evolving with the experiences I think think we have and the people we connect with and things that we learn so I don't think that's crazy I'm so glad you shared that because people don't think about that but what other things people don't realize and we can only speak for English here I don't use a lot of euphemisms in um, say French or Spanish but there's a reason why we have sayings like God wouldn't 
like to be a fly on the wall or, you know, I got a monkey on my back or I got, you know, we, if we really, it kind of goes back to what you said, David, people don't know, say an animal keeps showing up in a meditation. Look at what that animal is. Look it up. Because I think we use a lot of literal euphemisms, if you will, of like a fly on the wall or birds, carrier pigeons. And I don't know if it was a dream or not. We're getting into the strange and weird now, but and okay. I know I've seen movies like especially these mystical middle, you know, middle ages type with the fairies and the elves and whatever. How many times have they shown birds that actually could be able to talk or be able to pick up what's going on, say in the enemy camp, and nobody pays attention and they fly off? Why couldn't that happen, right? Yeah, so that's true. Crows, crows, for instance, crows. Um, they can hold mm -hmm. grudges. Crows will tell other people, other crows about you. I mean, they're intelligent. Um, Ed O'Dell, this, I know this answer. Well, let's read <laughs> the question. Read the question, Dave. That's why I highlighted it. Yeah. Um, I know this answer. Okay. Um, if you, if you're interested, I can show you all the validations that I have. I have the validations of it. Now, um, it says Ed's rights. Oh, oh, he's raising his hand. Um, if we can stop time, does the spirit world hold and stop time as well? No, but here's why. Even when, if you, if you are able to stop time yourself, you're only, you're only stopping it in the dimension that you are in. The rest of the dimensions are still going on. So the entire world doesn't stop with you. Just your perception of you and the world you're in stops with you. As far as the other side goes, um, for what I know, it's it's that's kind of a mood point because the fact that time doesn't exist. Okay, side I was going to say this. I didn't yeah. mean to cut you off. I'm sorry, no. Dave. I was going to say this. Uh, Howie, I know it says Ed. Howie is part of our world. <laughs> He's a light worker. He's intuitive. He's got the riff network. Guess what he just said to your answer? I'm going to highlight it. Applause. <laughs> that's, that's what I get. That's what I've gotten. And my guides have told me the same thing too. They're like, you're never stop. You can't stop time for everybody. And the reason is everybody would have to be in on it because there's no time on the other side. So yeah, they don't, they don't care. Um, Sandra Sharp, can we throw hers up there? Because I love crows. I was trying to get some of them. Crows are extremely intelligent and can remember faces. They share that with their friends. Yeah, they do. They have little crow conversations. Did you see that girl? Did you see the makeup she was wearing? That was awful. And I mean, they will do all kinds of those things and talk. And they'll hold grudges too. And they're protectors. Um, Sandra, just just because this is a fun side note. A lot of times when I get out of work or like go to lunch and my day job and I'm always tired and I just run out to my car because I just want to get the hell out of there. More times than not, I'm having a bad day. All these crows show up in the big street lamp that's right next to my car and they are so vocal when I go out there and talk. I wish I had a moment to sit and try to figure out what they're saying. And for the most part, um, most of the time they're telling me that they just, they need me to get out of this mood I'm in because then they show me death and like a body in the ground and all these vultures on it. They said, that's where you're steering your energy. You're, you're killing it. Stop it. And so that's the only thing I can get from them, but it's, it's quite interesting.
I think that's a powerful message. Well, I'm going to read Sandra's comment. She said, I have a spirit cat that jumps on the bed sometimes when my cats aren't, cats aren't even in the room. I'm going to share something quickly. I have a couple of things. I didn't know if Debbie was here. I don't think she is. But Debbie, um, she's she's here from time to time, uh, Grassburger Schmoly. Years ago, I was talking to her and she was laying on her bed. We were on Skype. And, and I said to her, I think I've probably told this story on here, if not my other show. And I had said, um, did you have a cat that used to lay on the bed next to you? And she said, oh, yeah, that was my boo. She passed away about a year ago. Her name was Boo, right? And I said, you're not going to believe this, but I am watching a cat. It's got to be in spirit because I could see through it on the screen. It's grooming itself. It just looked at you as you said her name. It's flicking its tail. She's going, take a picture, take a picture. So I took a picture of the screen. I don't know if I can make it out so much, but she says she made out Boo in that and she believes her other cat that had passed previous to that was in the picture. Now, to add to that very quickly, Sandra, my son, the one with autism, was so bonded to his cat, um, Mocha. He got her for her birthday and she passed away very suddenly and very quickly of something very rare. That night, and he, he will still swear on it too, we were coming downstairs and we were talking about Mocha. And as we opened the door to a room, we heard her meow. And literally at night for the longest time, because these two would communicate with each other. I swear they would, they were inseparable. You would feel her plop down on the bed and you'd see the indentation on the bed. So I do believe our animals, you know, until they oh. know you're going to be okay, you're going to heal. I think they, they, they stick around sometimes. I'm going to agree with you on that and tell you a story too as well. I still have two animals that visit me and I know it's them. Charlie still visits me. I can feel his paws on my bed and literally. And so does Toto. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I won't go into the story, but Toto is our dog that got killed by our two other dogs uh, back in 2015. Toto, I can feel Toto jump on my bed. And literally, I have to turn around and go, what? Toto's a lot heavier than the kittens. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I those animals do that all the time. Go ahead, mm -hmm. uh, Lee, and go ahead and read read away. Mm -hmm. So Jane says, when you wake up to the fact that every living being on the planet has a consciousness and an opinion on everything, a whole new world is open to you. Animals are here to teach humans love. I agree, unconditional love, living in the now, living in the moment. Um, even when it comes to eating, taking only what they need no greed um and then she also adds if we only if we would only listen meaning about so i'm going to repeat that animals are here to teach humans love if we would only listen i will send y'all a beautiful communication with an anaconda snake it made her cry wow i'd love to see that i bet you it's amazing i talked to a lizard one time and it was all of it was validated and it freaked me out <laughs> i never thought about talking to that's why i brought up dragons that's why i brought up dragons and unicorns because although they're not our usual type of animal that we think of on this planet right i kept thinking with dragons lizards and you know if we think back thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of years ago things apparently were much bigger back then than they are now so i don't know maybe dragons were part of the dinosaur family i don't know who knows oh, yeah. Right. I, I do not know. All I know is that that consciousness exists. Mm -hmm. 
Alessandra, the older cat, came in to participate in the conversation. Oh, how beautiful. I love it. And she says, she also said that she used to talk to crows in the parking lot at work. I love talking to crows. Although crow is one of those living beings out there that it takes me a while to hear them, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Because the funny thing is, crows, like other animals, communicate to me like how an animal communicator does with other animals. They shoot me images, images and feelings instead of words. Crows can literally throw me words. So wow, need one. So I and I don't think it's me. I think it's the crows that can do it. Because I've had a crow literally direct me saying he's going from one place to another, and I didn't know what he's talking about. And about ten seconds later, he got up his little blamp, he flew, and he went right to the point that he had me look at earlier. And I thought that was pretty cool. Well, you know who I've been uh, trying to work with and communicate with? I have a lot of little chickadees out, and as most of us do, we're in the area I live in, Northwest Ontario, and probably all around North America and wherever. And they've been coming and they get as close as about three feet away. And I don't know if they sent this to me or not. You know, I'm working on animal communication. I know I've shared that with you, Dave, and a few other people. But all of a sudden, I literally got pictures of them being hungry. They were hungry. were very, very, very hungry. And they were mm -hmm. kind of tilting their head. And so I went inside. It kind of spooked them a little bit. I tried to move very slowly. And I tried to remember what you've shared with me and my son, who communicates with animals, to send them the picture. I'm bringing food. The next day, holy crap, for the next couple of days, do we have a party out there? Because I put sunflower seeds and and what have you but you know what else they showed me and they had to have shown me i put it up on the window ledge without thinking and of course my cat thought it was it was actual real tv to look out the window and i think it kind of spooked them so some of the stuff had fallen on the ground like they literally i swear gave me the picture that it would be better to place it on the ground for them they feel safer they feel more secure and they feel more relaxed eating now i could be wrong but again that's what I receive from them. Yeah, once you do animal communication for a, a certain amount of time, you start to learn how to get validation for it, and then you can trust mm -hmm. it better. Animal communication, I think, is a lot harder than talking to people over there because uh, every time I talk to animals over there, I mean, they can, they're, they're aware of themselves, but they weren't aware of their colors. They weren't aware, they didn't care. So it's hard. They'll just show me what they look like. But I think... Mm -hmm. I think that's pretty cool. I love that. I saw another one uh, to answer, but I cannot find it right now. What was it? Cassandra said her kitty left after I, she told us that she would tell us that he came into the room to participate. Well, I'm feeling almost, Sandra, that your cat knows that he doesn't have to be in front of the computer beside you to participate, that he just wanted to let you know he was there to say, yeah, I'm going to be part of this. But I think he understands. I could be wrong, but I think he realizes that whatever he wants to participate or communicate or or whatever, he knows he could sort of do it from anywhere in your house. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> George Lunsford, right. he, said he just popped in to say hi, George Lunsford. Oh, hi, George. Sorry, he was probably at work and uh, how he was talking about that a bunch of crows are called a murder. Isn't that a terrible a name for them? Yeah, it is. 
Crows, uh, he put another thing on there. Um, oh, he did. And I think we should read that. You're right, Dave. I highlighted it. You want to read it? Because I didn't see that at first, Howie. Thanks. It says um, this, this, he's talking about when one crow passes, they all come together to mourn. They do. Crows mourn each other's deaths. A lot of animals actually mourn another animal's death. You'd be surprised um, on how many actually do. Um, they, they, um, if, Ed, did you know that if, you, if the crows see you hurt another crow, oh, yeah. they will stalk you. They will stalk you all the time. I, I just know they're, they're very, um, they're, they're almost very emotionalist. You know what the crows reminded me of almost the reptilians? Okay, so let's talk about that for a minute. So, and how did they remind you of them? The reason they remind me of that is because when I, whenever I think back to when I first met that reptilian one and how I felt and what they showed me, crows give me that same feeling. They're almost, they're almost, they're not narcissistic, but they're very, I'm royalty and that's okay. But they're just like, I am who I am. They're the most confident animal that I think I know. They're so confident about themselves and, and they're very. What's not to be confident as a crow though? Think about it. They even have the ability to duplicate human speech. Oh, I know. That's another one. Mm -hmm. Some of those animals, I think some of these animals we have are not our origins to hear. Um, if anybody out there has ever saw um, the movie um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, do you ever I watch it? it? I've okay, heard of well, it. It's my brother's favorite book, apparently, but I've never seen it. It's a confusing mm -hmm. movie, but it's very fun. Um, it's It'll be right okay. up your alley. You'll love it. But in the beginning, before... Um, the dolphins knew that the earth was going to be destroyed. So the, the joke in the beginning of the movie, what they were singing, um, they were just, they were saying, thanks for the fish. Bye-bye. That's what, because they were singing during the song and the translation was, thanks for the fish. Bye. And the aliens came down and they got all the dolphins out of the sea. You see them all being raptured almost into the thing. Yeah, but you I, haven't you heard the theory that they think that a lot of the creatures of the sea, like dolphins and octopi, are actual alien species that have been put here? Yeah, or they're, they're in very least, I believe they're seated here, just like human beings are seated. Like when, um, whether I, you know, I don't want to. It's people, you can believe whatever you want to believe. I will never tell you what to believe. But I don't believe in the evolution thing. Um, I believe we did evolve <laughs> at some point, but we have been tweaked. And I think the same thing goes for like dolphins. I think dolphins are literally the ETs of the sea. Mm -hmm. I told you, I have been so attracted to dolphins such a, a little girl. Like mm -hmm. I still look back and think, how the heck could I read read a book like that? It was it was like a veterinarian type fact book on dolphins. I think I insisted that I had to take this book out of the library, and I read it and I like learned everything there was to know about dolphins and the size of their brain and like this is like a five or six year old kid wanting to do this and then same with dogs i wanted to know every kind of breed of dog and what, what how do dogs work and like i was always very drawn to animals now something very funny 
and this would have been after I had my NDE as a toddler, I was terrified of animals to the point. I was terrified of everything. Believe it or not, people, I was shy and scared to speak till I was 16. I haven't stopped talking since. But um, I was so terrified that my parents figured that they had to get me a dog as a three-year-old or it was going to become a real problem as I got older. The problem has become, I haven't stopped loving animals ever since. <laughs> Neither. I could not do without them. I will literally sell all my possessions to help a cat or a dog. Well, I what if we said, Dave, if we won the lottery, what would we do? I'd buy a farm and rescue all of those freaking animals. Yep. What did we yeah. say? I've said the same thing. We've said it on air there here. Both of us, we do it. Yep. There would not be any old dogs getting ready to be euthanized because their owners said, oh, they're too old. We don't want them. Or nobody wants to adopt an old dog. I will adopt the hell out of every old dog there is if I could. Mm -hmm. That's just how it goes. And I think everybody should. Sandra writes, um, crows are very community-minded that they – that." maybe why they feel superior to humans i agree sandra i really do agree on that they look after each other better than humans do and and they do because um, they see what we do to each other as humans yes because they are very observant birds and they have a memory they have a bigger memory than most birds it's really quite fascinating if there's i don't know what people are who does a study of birds but i think those people are really cool i would love to talk to them one day to find out jane walker talks about whales yes now i there was an old thing that i heard a long time ago it was in a book that said if god were to come back to earth it would come back as a whale oh do tell i haven't heard that one do tell me about uh, tell us about that's that just it. And, and when i think about it i'm like it's whales really have unconditional love for everything um, like giant humpbacky whales type thing. We're not talking about killer whales and all that. I'm talking about the largest whales in the world. So they're at the top of the food chain pretty much until they die. They um, they they have that beautiful song. Any it's, you can hear a whale song and it does something to you. It, it's lifts It does something. Yeah. And and I, and also that animal is like it's mysterious. And it's giant and it just takes over everything. And I guess that's kind of what God is. So I understand. I understand why people, God is also like that. It's a, it's a giant force and it's just going through. It's like the water or it's some environment. It's just going through it. It doesn't have, it doesn't want to harm anything and it doesn't want to be harmed and it doesn't have past judgment on another animal, it doesn't swim away and go, ooh, krill, eh, they're, they're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> you know? um, so that's the comment for tonight. But <laughs> but I, I, think that's maybe, I think maybe that's why they got that from. You're just krill, get out of my face. You yeah, know? you're just krill. Well, do you think yeah. we should do a reading, Dave? We got just under half an hour left. So if anybody's oh, I, got I think we should. Yeah, well, I'll well, we'll still carry on, but let's see if anybody's got any questions for spirit. And uh we'll if something lights up, we'll pick somebody and do a reading. I even brought uh I bought this deck. I don't use it that often. Cat deck. No, we knew we just weren't gonna talk about cats, but you know what? Cats, I think I, I adore dogs too. And I think dogs do healing in different ways. 
but there's just something so magical and mysterious and much deeper I feel about cats like I feel cats are so grounded too they really are they teach us about how important it is to be ground grounded in balance being whom we are not worrying about what other people think that what we know what is best within our inner knowing of doing what we need to do and I think sometimes like I said cats get a bad rap but I think again where we started Dave we can learn so much from cats true and like when people talk about the difference between dogs and cats now a dog also dogs can see the spirit world as well oh yeah and I mm -hmm. told the story about when I read, first read the book, The Thing in the Foot of the Bed, where you sat behind a dog and looked between the ears to see if you can see a ghost. The difference between cat and dogs is because dogs stay grounded. That's what it feels like. Dogs just stay grounded to the earth. They realize they're at the earth and they're here to do what they're doing, so they stay grounded there. Where cats are like, are you kidding me? I'm going to sleep 18 hours a day and I'm going to go back and forth. So that's mm -hmm. kind of look at it dogs also see the spirit world but they're but they're more grounded in the 3d experience yeah but cat dogs are so different right because what people forget not everybody but a lot of people what they forget they try to really humanize like cats is kind of let you know there's no way no how you're humanizing me there's certain humanizing characteristics whereas with dogs people will try and use human psychology with dogs and not recognizing dogs have have descended from wolves so it almost i i almost and i'm still studying still learning and i've had them my whole life but to look at a wolf pack and how a wolf pack interacts because what people don't realize i think some anyways is that a dog looks at you as their pack so whether it's a whole family and what so there's many lessons to be learned from many animals as we talked about tonight but cats and dogs are quite popular but how many dogs get rehomed or in shelters or whatever because they have there's behavior problems there's whatever there is when i think if we step back and we go back to the root of where they've come from from animals you know what i mean versus cats like cats are who cats are going to be they're they're less dependent they can be very independent. Like I said, there's just such a difference between the two. Exactly. A cat on the streets can find food. It will find food. It can hunt food and it can jump out of danger's way. And a poor and a doggy doesn't have that. Dog can't doesn't hunt mice and rats and all that. So no, but they can pack up. They can pack up and get into a pack. But that's what people, I think, miss sometimes with, with dogs. I'm not saying everybody, so please don't think I'm painting everybody with the same brush. But as much as we love our pets, we need to realize that there is a difference. Otherwise, we would have a baby, right? The, the puppy would be a baby, not a puppy or a dog. So, again, we can adore them, spoil them, whatever we want. But I think like that's what makes me sad is when people don't understand that human psychology doesn't work with a dog necessarily. Whereas a cat, where I, what I, maybe I'm not expressing it properly, a cat kind of lets you know who it is and what it is and how it is. And it's not going to, it's not going to put up with that crap. You know what I mean? Like it's going to, no, that's not happening. No. Whereas a dog, it's like, what can I do? How can I help? You know what I mean? Like there's a different type of energy. <laughs> do you think there's any, um, connection between any of the earth animals or besides the owl that i spoke about like cats dogs any animal do you think there are any animals here that are connected to life outside this wor world you know what i'm saying 
Because I know we know dogs. Well, well, I was just doing a bunch of research on dogmen. Apparently, there was a dog-like species here. Kind of sounds very similar to what dogmen may be. There's this thing called Donovan Dread and Lilithred. Wasn't looking for it. Came up and it was sort of playing while I was doing resin. And I was listening, and people write in their encounters with these type of cryptids and 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 they're quite terrifying now the interesting thing i guess you gotta look at it two ways nobody has ever written in and said they've been attacked by dog man which seems to be half man half human yeah. um but then again maybe people have been attacked but they're not either here or able to write in to tell that they've been attacked you see what i'm saying yeah. so there's that but i also truly believe when you look into the Lyrians, right? I believe that there's a cat type species of ET. Just I heard was I haven't saw any pictures, and I and I, mm -hmm, I haven't either. Say they draw the pictures for it. I hope I don't laugh because I just hope they don't smack a kitten head on a, a human body. Turn, turn them into space cats. <laughs> Nine <But> kitty. No, <laughs> there is. There is. I don't know if the the race because like there's a race called the reptilians and we have reptiles here there's also mm -hmm. the ones that are painted on the hieroglyphics and all that those ones with the dog faces and people have talked about a race of aliens that resemble dogs too as well so you wonder if they came here and said hey how you doing um <laughs> so apparently depending how far back you go we've done some research Del and i on this for a few shows we're not talking thousands we are talking hundreds of thousands of years ago there is some historical lore now with no proof obviously they didn't have cameras and what have you of a race of people that look like dogs they had dog heads and the fur um but they were bipedal and I don't know what happened to them, where they went, how they went. It's hard to say. So, um, and again, it seems with frequency, people are reporting dogman encounters. You so, and the thing that people always say, the smell, first of all, the eyes are like, one person really described it well. And one thing I was hearing that it almost looked like Christmas lights in the daytime, like, but the light, eyes were glowing so much. But the biggest thing for them, they said they had this giant head, almost the size of a bear that looked like a dog. So much hair, almost looked like a lion mane. Then it went into a humanoid body of a man, but the muscle was just, there's no comparison. And then the legs was the strangest. They said they almost looked like backwards dog legs, the way they stood up. They said they were as equally comfortable being on two legs as four. I don't know where they come I, from. I don't know where they came from. I know that I've heard the reports from <laughs> them too. There's so many cryptids and things outside of what we just see on TV. You know, a I lot know. of them. There's tons of them. And and I think you'd love a card drawn for my older cat. <laughs> okay. Yeah, do you want a card draw for your older cat? Sorry, I'm going to draw a card. You draw what you want, Dave. All right. No, Sandra says, yes, I've heard. Oh, I didn't even know it has this nice little ribbon in this box. Um, um, Sandra said, I've heard of feline-like ETs. Yeah, I believe it's, I could be not doing it justice. I think it's Illyrian, L-Y-R-A, 
I'm sorry, L-Y-R-I-A-N. Correct me if I'm wrong, Dave, if you know any better than I do, but I've heard of that. Are you looking? Oh. She's not even listening to me. I said, I've like Sandra mentioned about, she's heard of feline like ETs. Yes. I saw and that. I, I've never, I don't, do you, do you know what they're called, Sandra? Because I, that's what I was saying to you. You were concentrating on something. I said, I heard that they're called Lyrians, L-Y-R-I-A-N. And then I said, correct me if I'm wrong, Dave. And you go, what? So I knew you were, you were either connected with spirit or what? Yeah, they were chatting. I asked a question and they answered it. No, I'm oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't realize. I apologize. Go ahead. Oh, no, you didn't. That's fine. Because I didn't even know they were going to pop in. Um, you said, I'd love a card drawn for my elder cat. His name is Diego. So, Laura Lee, you guys, you probably don't see this much. But we're going to do a card pull for a cat. What's wrong with that? I'm pulling it from my cat deck. Oh, it's right on top, too. Oh. Interesting. Of course, there's not much information on here. We got alert, the number three, and oh god, I need my glasses. Hang on, guys, I'm getting old. Can't remember hearing what the ETs were called. The cat like ETs. Okay, um, Aussie cat. Interesting. So I'm gonna have to focus on this card a little bit because I know there's a lot of info in here. So let me look, let me look. Um I kind of, well, what I'm picking, go ahead and jump in if you want, Dave, but what I'm picking up for Mr. Diego there is that, of course, he's around you, but I think it's kind of like what I said to you before, Sandra, that he's so wise and so in tune, foot in both worlds, sorry, pause in both worlds, that he let you know he communicates with you all the time, but he let you know that he was there listening to the conversation, and once you acknowledge that he walked away, that's kind of who he is, uh, still taking in a lot about the world he has a lot to share there is something with these i don't even know what these are on the wall back here but there's something about these like these holes like i don't know if it's that he can see into other dimensions or he's channeling knowledge from over there or what it is i don't know dave can you tell what those are I or even Sandra. it's is something about these they look like they're in black and white too. And it's almost like, it's not that he's telling you that he sees the world in black and white, that he doesn't see the world in just black and white, that he's very comfortable with the shade gray, meaning kind of like upon both, both realms, if you will. So he's got a lot to teach you. I'm hearing also continue, if you're not already, Sandra, uh, joining him in meditation because he has much to share still and um, spend time with you with that way. Uh, I don't know if he sleeps with you or not, but if he does, um, yeah, continue doing that. The reason why I'm saying that, I'm, I'm just listening. I'm hearing that there's some healing that needs to take place that will, will definitely benefit you while you're sleeping so I don't know if he's going to weird spots in your bed, but that's where you're needing it. And it may not even be physical. I'm feeling it's more energetic, if you will, chakra wise. So um, yeah, pay attention to that is basically what I'm adding. Go ahead, Dave. I know you've got lots. I can hear it already going on in your head. No, I'm with that card. That's the explanation I was getting for it. I, there is, yeah, I do feel too, one of the cats has a little hour somewhere. It he has a what? Feel He's got an hour. It doesn't feel like 
like emergency type of awa. He's got an awa. Did your cat jump off someplace really high and hurt one of his legs and he jumped? Sandra, is that, I don't know if you're talking about, but I keep feeling that. And that's what I feel. I felt like I jumped. Maybe that's I, what I'm feeling about the healing. Like it's not something. I wonder, I wonder if that's, but that's what it feels like. I don't know if that's true or not. So, Maybe she's doing Reiki with him. Okay, he joins me in meditation. Okay, sometimes he comes to bed with me and jumps down as soon as I go to sleep. Interesting. I don't know if Sandra, see if he's got like a little awa because that's what I feel. That's what I feel. That's what I'm connecting with. I almost feel like I got a little awa because I jumped, and and I and I believe where he jumped, there was no carpeting on the floor because that's where I think he got the awa from. It looks like something slid out from under him. But anyway, it's a it's a moot point. But um, what Laura Lee said about the cat, I believe um, that card, I believe there might be some healing issues as well too with the cat. So the cat might be healing for, from something. I don't know what a cat would heal from, but maybe it's that little bump. I don't know. I I'm keep not, feeling a Reiki connection too. Not sure about that, but he does have arthritis. He's diabetic. Okay. He has arthritis and he's diabetic. So that's where that pain is coming from. Okay. I don't know about that, but maybe that's where you're getting the healing from. Yeah, because I feel like this is something kind of energetic, but you say he jumps down when you go to sleep, Sandra. Again, he made it really clear. Like, I don't always hear messages like that, but I'm telling you, I kept hearing that when you mentioned he joined in the conversation and he left as soon as he was acknowledged. It was kind of like, yep, I'm here. I'm listening. I'm part of this. Kind of like he's letting you know. But I almost feel like you're healing him as well, too. So I don't know if you do Reiki or any energy work, or maybe you're not even aware you are. Many of us are natural healers. So when he joins you in meditation, yep, continue that, because it's almost like both of you are healing each other. And as we get older, yep, we do get arthritis and diabetes and things like that. So we can. Not everybody will get diabetic, but cats can. I know that. And here's what I did, you guys. Um I pulled a card collectively. So if you're listening to this at a later date or listening to it now and this resonates uh, for you, then it's for you. Um, if it doesn't resonate with you, then that's cool. It's okay. But this is for everybody on here. Listening. So the card I do, which is really good, is miracles. The thing is, I'm going to have to go off what the card means because there's something else that goes with it. In the state of the world that it's in today, when you feel down, when the world feels like hell, if you're one of those people that say we live in hell on earth, what's happening is you're following, you're following, there's two main consciousnesses. You're following what consciousness that's on the more negative side, not evil. I'm just saying like really low vibe, really overly 3D. So they're letting you know totally focus on something different. If there's something out there that's bothering you, change that focus and keep that focus because that's the world that needs to come to you. It's telling you that there's miracles going to be happening for that. When they speak of miracles, they don't speak of water into wine or having a baby and all that stuff. They're talking about miracles happen all day long, every day. Miracles for me are they come from the other side it's the gift from the other side to someone or to a situation that to me is what a miracle is and there and it's also telling you to let the wondrous emerge because it's starting to you just have to allow it so for all you people out there going well i don't know if i can do it it's just going to be hard or i don't know if it's going to work out stop saying that just go for it 
because that's your ego mind doing that stuff. You can just go fix it yourself. But that's the card that Spirit picked for the collective right now. Miracles like are that. happening. They're always happening. Watch your focus. Watch your focus. I like it. So Sandra gave us a little bit of feedback. She said, I know Reiki. He started doing it when I learned. He's very communicative. Yeah, because I feel like the two of you are healing each other. So when I said that, where does, you know, pay attention to where he lays with you. If he's in bed at night, this guy's so wise and so powerful. Like, I think he can, he can heal, do healing just like with the communication, regardless of where he is in the house. He's so bonded with you. Anything yeah. else you want to add, Dave? No, I think that's absolutely perfect. Do you know what? I do want to ask Sandra to anyone you know who knows about Reiki. Now, I do Reiki, and I and um, I do if you do Reiki on animals, you can't hold it as long as you do for human beings. And, and it's so funny when I first started learning that I came home and I was giving my kitty a little Reiki on his back because his I don't know why he was like a little chunky as just like you know just giving him some Reiki I held my hand there and and I just totally forgot he jumped and flew and I was like oh sorry Kenny. Reiki is for animals Reiki is super strong they yeah. can feel that energy a human might not well, be able to feel it. Do it in another room Dave and then you got to pay attention to their reaction you know where i learned that and it wasn't from my reiki course it was actually from therapeutic touch which is such a misnomer because you're actually just working with the energetic field but yeah because animals are so sensitive and oh. every one of their senses is so in tune i could as soon as you said i could literally see the cat jumping like it it just is such it's like an electrical jolt to them versus a human oh, being so wouldn't feel it the same way yeah, Reiki is really Reiki is a very strong energy. That's why people, if you if you ever get a chance and somebody offers you Reiki, go do it and see it. what it does for Take you. It. Yeah, because mm -hmm. it's really cool. Um, I was in labor with my second son and my husband at the time was so sick and his mom that just passed away, uh, 95, she used to be a labor and delivery nurse and they were all going, oh, poor Earl, you're sick. And I put excuse me, I'm in, I'm in labor here about to have a baby and I get really bad back labor when I'm pregnant. It's just, it's, or in labor, it's awful. So I remember, and I used to work up on the floor, one of the nurses, she was from Britain and she goes, do you want me to do therapeutic touch on me? And I said, I don't give a crap what you're doing me right now. I don't know. I couldn't see what she was doing, but I had no pain for an hour and a half. You can bet for darn sure I took those courses after. <laughs> Absolutely. I love Reiki. I love Reiki. Oh, where's she say? Yeah, go ahead. Penelope Smith talks about a group of cats in spirit who work together to help humanity. The OCC Orange wow. Cat Contingent. Orange Cat Contingent. Her master, Sherman, a pretty bossy cat, is a major player. My big red, too. I will send you that story. Another group of cats. Yay. To raise their consciousness is called the feline alliance animal Yay. communication that's really cool um anybody I love out Penelope. There? yeah anybody out there if you have a cat or a dog do yourself a favor learn how to meditate a little bit and meditate with that animal in your lap and or a cat if you have a cat meditate with that cat in your lap especially because when you get really deep in that cat 
I guarantee you, you will get visuals from that cat that will give them to you. You can teach us how to do that and to be quiet and go within yourself. So very That's quickly, and then we got to sign off, guys. We'll be back next week. But Sandra said, first of all, uh, Diego's very bonded with her, and he will let me know when he's done with the Reiki. So you want to tell people where they can find you, Dave, and then I'll sign us off? Oh, my goodness gracious. If you want to get a hold of me, you can go to my website, theywhispertome.com. It's the only place you can go to find out more about me or book a reading. I don't book readings any other way. Follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Medium David Hansel. Same for Facebook. And I have a Facebook group called The Spirit Experience and the YouTube uh, that goes with it. Also the same name, YouTube Spirit Experience and Facebook group, The Spirit Experience. Uh, take it away, Laura Lee. Awesome. And if you want to get a hold of me or you guys had like, like the wonderful comment that we started out, not that I'm saying you have to send us comments, but I meant if you have a show idea or questions, feel free to reach out to me as well on the angel rock, sorry, facebook.com forward slash the angel rock. And I have two groups on Facebook paranormal university for many of the paranormal things, angel rock, a tribe for more of the spiritual spirituality type stuff. I have the Angel Rock on Monday night, and I'm going to be having, he's been on numerous times, he's a good friend of mine, Augie Nost. We are going to be talking about Augie's idea about this going around, about people worried about the rapture coming and all this other stuff. So we're going to be talking about some cool topics, and uh, no, it's not a fear-based one, it's going to be, you know what? you'll be able to maybe calm down if you read a little bit about some of these topics. Anyways, you guys, we will be back same time, same space next week. Thank you so, so much. People said wonderful show as usual. Thank you all. Thank you both. Thank you for being here. And Dave, are you ready? One, two, three. What's what? that? Your bad. Foot of your oh, bad. We um, almost did it. I always have a delay. We screw it up. You know what we mean, folks. Let us know. You guys stay, stay tuned. The the day the day we get that perfectly right, um, we're gonna do a yeah. bunch of readings on that day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll see you guys next Thursday. We love you all. Have a good one. Take care.